Hello, everybody. Welcome to chapter one of a 12-part series of a conversation between myself, Jim Maloney, and Mark Cowan, the CEO of Put It Forward. We're going to be talking about deconstructing the AdTech MarTech continuum into its component parts, and we're going to begin with first-party data. Mark, how are you today? I'm great, Jim. Uh, nice to spend some time here with you today. Ready to jump in? I certainly am. Let's go. Good. Let's talk about the first-party data problem. First of all, where is the data typically housed? How do you pull it all together? How can you do it in a frictionless way, i.e. in as close to real time as possible, while ensuring quality? Can you take a minute or two to talk to us about that today? Sure, quickly. Um, when you think about first party data, let's characterize it as the data that describes an individual at a moment in time. So their first name, last name, you know, geolocation, various identifiers that are associated with them, as well as the activity history that they ha are bringing to the story. So um, have they phoned in? Have they visited a web page? Have they visited a store, et cetera? Um, now, all that data, all that first party data in the modern enterprise is typically scattered all over the place. Um, and therein lies the challenge for many organizations is, um, you know, how do you create that composite view and that single view of an individual at a moment in time so that you can create uh, you know, a contextual based story around them and, you know, therefore deliver a better experience to them at the end of the day. That I would say is encapsulates the, you know, the challenges of the first data party problem. And that leads us to the why. So many consider first party data being the gold standard of marketing information, but from that first party data, how can you determine engagement and intentions of audiences? How you engage or how you determine engagement or intention of an audience is essentially to take the history that's associated with the individual and regressively model against all the other behaviors and activities to create a, a prediction model or an outcomes model or, um, you know, a set of steps that someone would go through that, you know, would help determine or identify what they're probably likely to do next. Um, and you can turn that into, um, you know, a probable outcomes model where you can define or, you know, better said guess um, what someone is likely to do based on an interaction you're, you're going to serve up to them. So if you walk into an enterprise tomorrow, what is mm -hmm. the process you follow to solve for this first party data problem? The base process involves, um, you know, solving for three different things. You know, certainly the connection layer. That's the the universal problem that every organization has. Is you know, number one, can I access the data? Number two, if I can access the data, you know, can I get the data that I need when I need it? And are all the attributes there, and then follow on is, can I stitch it together in a way that is meaningful to me at that particular moment in time? So one step one has kind of two parts to it: access it, stitch it together, then being able to put it together into a shape that you can share it to other parts in the organization, either applications, people or processes, et cetera. And then once you can uh, figure out when to actually do that and what events that you want to attach to that all called orchestration. So the result of all of this, if you can pull this off, you should have a true point in time view of your situation and a true understanding of all the customer data that you have on hand in order to orchestrate experiences that delight. Anything you'd like to add to that, especially why it's so important today to do that? I think the the number one driver for this in, in every organization, at least that we're talking to, is really around hyper-personalization. How do you personalize 
at scale. Um, said another way, how do you deliver depth of experience at scale? And this is all based on the moment in time that someone is interacting with you, whether that's um, as a prospect, as a customer, as an employee, as a partner, um, as someone that um, you work with. Um, you know, all of these things need to kind of come together at a moment in time to help you respond in a meaningful way and present a true kind of understanding of what someone is actually looking for and how they're going to you know, benefit from your interaction. So that's actually, from what you said, the big takeaways that I see is the enterprise has all of the data, has all of the components. It just doesn't have a composite view. Um, whatever solution is put in place needs to be very flexible and it needs to be able to assemble the data in as close to real time as possible because things change very quickly in today's world. And of course, the end game is to have that data foundation to create these hyper-personalized customer experiences. Without that, you're behind the eight ball. Is that fair to say? Uh, behind the eight ball, indeed. And I would just say the one thing I would add to that, that composite view changes. It changes with time and it changes you know, quite frankly, with every interaction that somebody has with your organization and all of the people interacting with your organization at the same time. So it's a bit of a dilemma when you get into these things, but it does move. And in order to, um, you know, create that experience for somebody, um, you have to be like really in the moment when you're dealing with them. Well, that's a wrap, Mark. Thank you so much for your time today. I think we all learned an awful lot as always, from talking to you. That is chapter one in the bag. Next chapter is data wrangling. Thanks again, Mark, for your time today and look forward to talking to you soon. My pleasure, Jim. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.